Now on view at SCAD Fash, Manish Aurora's Life is Beautiful. Renowned for dazzling designs and a rainbow of colors, Manish Aurora has brought the talent and craftsmanship of India's rich sartorial history to the global forefront, earning international acclaim on runways across three continents. Designing in India since the 1990s, Aurora's glittering garments celebrate extravagant expressions of self through varied materials, techniques, and silhouettes in a triumphant union of Western and Eastern aesthetics adapted to today's multicultural society with a touch of humor. Find out more at scadfash.org. Support for WABE comes from 100 Miles, a nonprofit committed to preserving Georgia's 100-mile coast. Protecting this critical coastal ecosystem takes all of us. Watch the stories of the innovators and future leaders who help keep our coast flowing at OurGeorgiaCoast.org. From WABE in Atlanta, this is City Lights. I'm Lois Wright, says thank you for listening. Good actors are versatile. Brian Jordan Jr. is a classically trained singer and dancer as well as an actor. He also portrays the hilarious character Maurice Webb on Sistas. Tyler Perry's show on BET. Later this hour, Brian Jordan will tell us about filming an entire season in a protective bubble, and he'll discuss serious topics such as LGBTQ and Black representation on screen. In a moment... We'll hear about the Alliance Theater's new drive-in production of A Christmas Carol, reimagined as a radio play. Speaking of radio, this is it, the final day to donate to WABE's year-end member drive. We have a special incentive for you, so keep listening and And because you are a devoted listener, it's time to donate. We cannot provide this quality programming without your support. In fact, 84% of our funding comes from the Atlanta area. Your sustaining gift of $10 a month allows us to tell Atlanta's stories. Please call 678 553-9090 or visit wabe.org slash donate. I'm Lois Reitz is here with you and our director of radio and television, John Haas. And as Lois mentioned, we do have a special incentive for you today. When you give the WABE right now, your name will be entered into a drawing to win a $1,000 digital gift card to Airbnb. You can use it for a staycation here in Atlanta. You can go to the North Georgia mountains or to the beach. But for the next few months, as we're hunkered down, remember this digital gift card to Airbnb never expires. So use it whenever. On this, the last day of the member drive, your name's being entered to win this Airbnb gift card. Please give $10 a month to support our great local journalism and our amazing arts coverage at wabe.org donate or call 678-553-9090. 
Thanks so much. My name is Sylvester Pierce. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I can always listen to Lois Righteous all day long, every day, all day. And uh, Rose Scott, she's been covering the gentrification issues that Atlanta has had from both sides, from those who are doing the building and those who are being affected in the community. No one else is really doing that. Thank you so much for the kind words, Sylvester. Every day we bring you perspectives you won't hear anywhere else in Atlanta. How long have you been saying to yourself, one day I'll donate to WABE? Well, now's your chance, so go for it. Making a donation to WABE does not take long, and you'll feel good knowing that you're helping bring public radio to the community. Just visit wabe.org slash donate or call us at 678-553-9090. Right now, we're counting on you to put a dollar value on your WABE listening habit. How about a contribution of just $10 a month? Listener donations are the largest source of support for WABE, so every gift makes a big difference. Your gift makes a big difference. Lois is counting on you. Please become a sustaining member right now on this final day of our year-end fundraising drive with a donation of $10 a month. The number is 678-553-9090 or give online at wabe.org slash donate. And thanks. When you give to WABE as a sustainer at $10 a month, we'd like to thank you with our Forever I Love Atlanta mug. This ceramic mug designed by Atlanta artist India Nabarro features hand-drawn designs of some of ATL's best-known landmarks. Please make your gift of $10 a month at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. Thank you. Remember, when you give to WABE today and today only, your name will be entered into a drawing to win a $1,000 digital gift card to Airbnb. Thanks to everyone who's already donated to WABE. If we haven't heard from you yet, please pick up your phone now and call 678-553-9090 or go online to wabe.org slash donate. This is the final day of our fundraising drive. Do not hold off any longer. Please donate now and help sustain the programs you love, programs like City Lights. Thanks very much. That number again is 678-553-9090. Six seven eight five five three ninety ninety. For decades, one of Atlanta's favorite holiday events has been the Alliance Theater's production of A Christmas Carol, with dozens of actors, evocative sets, and wonderful costumes. The good news is that the Alliance will continue the tradition of presenting a Christmas carol and here to tell us about the imaginative 2020 edition of Dickens Classic are Leora Morris, the director and co-adapter, 
with the sound designer and co-adapter Ben Coleman. Thank you for zooming in to City Lights. Thanks for having us, Lois. We're delighted to be here. This will be the Alliance Theatre's first live event since the beginning of the pandemic, and it's one of only six live productions in the country approved by the Actors' Equity Union. How did you achieve that distinction? Well, I can tell you that there is a small army of folks over at the Alliance that worked tirelessly to outline COVID compliance safety plan that would keep everyone safe and that responded to the artistic vision for the production that Ben and I were creating together. So everything from porta potty placement to ventilation, all of those sort of technical elements of producing not only live, but outside and not in the theater's traditional venue were outlined in this incredibly detailed document and um, equity felt that it was sound and protected everyone involved and gave us the approval. So it's really a huge, a huge thank you goes to all the folks at the Alliance Theater who in the middle of this unprecedented moment found a way to make live theater possible. I read that the original idea was to have actors on stage with their images on a big screen for the audience. Why did you move away from that idea? I can let Ben speak to the, the sound element of it all, but I think that we discovered that we wanted to create an event that really foregrounded people's voices as a way to, to feel intimately connected to the performers and that asked people to really tune in with their ears to the experience they were having within their own car and with the people in their car and to transform their relationship to this space that, especially in Atlanta, folks spend so much time in their cars. And so how could we make sacred and make magical that space and put the focus there? So we really wanted to put the emphasis on the sonic experience that we were creating and we discovered that rather than create something really visually large that reflected a sort of more traditional visual drive-in experience that we wanted to create a structure that would support the needs of the production and then allow the video to simply reveal the actors inside that structure. So it's an, an invitation to the audience into what we're already doing rather than sort of pushing something out at them at a, at a big screen. So would you talk about the set? It sounds extraordinary. So, you know, as we rediscovered the text, we fell in love again with Dickens' work on the book. He was a, such an evocative writer in terms of sound, and, and we were really excited about the, the experience being one of storytelling. So our actors have been specifically designated as storytellers. And so with the sonic experience being so foregrounded and with uh, the human voice being so key, we wanted to be able to convey the live presence of the performers, which is really, you know, one of the most important things of the experience. If we've been able to make that happen despite COVID. But we also didn't want to place the visual element of the foreground. So you can see the performers clearly 
in each of these uh, shipping containers that we have stacked like giant building blocks in the parking lot. Um, and then above them, another layer of stacked shipping containers have projections. You can see their faces and then occasionally some other work we'll be doing with projected text. But primarily that's just to let you know that there are living, breathing human beings up there telling you the story and to increase your connection to them. But the, their voices in your ears are going to be the most important things, as well as the wonderful sound effects that you'll be hearing also produced live. So it's really just about letting everyone know that that magic is happening right in front of them. The other thing that felt really important about the visual design is that we wanted the actors to be in the same predicament or situation that the audience is, which is physically separated from each other and yet, in the, the act of storytelling and in the act of communing, finding a way to, to, to triumph over the physical separation and feel really like we are communing. So in spite of the COVID-19 pandemic, this is creating a connection between the stage and the audience. Certainly, and hopefully between audience and audience. And you know, there are moments in the show where we ask people to take a look out their windows and see who's next to them because we, we haven't really had the opportunity to see a lot of folks that aren't inside our bubbles. And it feels like such a gift to be able to turn to a car full of strangers next to you and wave and smile and express gratitude for human beings and Especially because, as Ben described, in our rediscovery of the story of Dickens, we've come to understand the story as one of a man who's chosen to disconnect from other human beings and who discovers the power of connection. And so we wanted to create that experience for our audience as well, an opportunity to connect in a moment where everything has been taking us apart from each other. Ben, as a sound designer, you must have relished the role of creating this production. Would you tell us some of what we can expect? Uh, with pleasure. Um, so we have, um, we're lucky enough to feature three very talented voice actors who are voicing all of the characters um, in the production. So um, from the off, that's a really exciting prospect just to be able to see that kind of virtuosic work happening. Also, some of them will also be playing music. So we have the, they are doubling up on, on musical duties, but also with great talent. We were also very lucky to be able to recruit Stuart Gerber, who um, does a lot of work with Bent Frequency in Atlanta and also performs with the Atlanta Symphony. I've been aware of his work for a very long time, and he was curious in exploring the world of live sound effects also, uh, some people think of as Foley effects in the, in the cinema world, um, but the history stretches way back into the prehistory of radio, of course. So he will be performing all of the sound effects live using all manner of um, objects. His shipping container is packed. We just loaded him in yesterday and he has two tables full of odds and ends and bizarre things. It looks like a, a steampunk explosion in his shipping container. So it, was, it has been an absolute delight to be working with him and Leora to design each of these effects to create that world. And 
Um, I think as a radio artist, Lois, you also know that the, the, the radio magic, being able to direct voices and sounds directly into people's ears, there's amazing things that you can do there. So being able to suggest uh, Victorian England with a few objects, everyday objects, is a, is a really a thrilling prospect. Would you talk about some of those objects or is that a spoiler? Oh, it's not a spoiler at all. So, I mean, the great thing about this is you just grab whatever does the job best. So um, he's performing on vegetables. We're, we're getting fresh produce for him every day. A box of graham cracker crumbs makes excellent footsteps in snow if you squeeze it right up to the microphone. Um, and we also have some really performative large-scale items that have been used in radio history for these things. So wind machines... Um, we had the props department making all kinds of large, strange hand-cranked devices to try and recreate uh, wooden wheels on cobblestones. And he also has a whole range of different flooring so that he can walk all the characters and different, different qualities of footsteps and things like that. It's, it's really fun. And um, without the screen, without the visual aspect, there's so much uh, interesting work you can do with suggesting those places and people. Mm-hmm. Leora, have you ever directed an audio theatrical performance? Not strictly audio, no. No, so it was a, it, it's a whole new and amazing world. Wow, you think you might be intrigued again? Definitely, especially if I have a, a collaborator like Ben. I think we've had such a joyful time, not only thinking about the sounds that exist in the Victorian world, but also how we can use sound in a really poetic way to um, illustrate or suggest or evoke things like the, the different sounds of emotions um, that a character is experiencing in a given moment or the, the sound of a spirit arriving or the sound of the future. They've been really provocative questions that we've gotten to dream and imagine about. I just finished reading This Is Not My Memoir by the theater director, Andre Gregory. And he talked about the impact of radio on him as a teenager. He said, with only sound and words, emphasis on words, one could create images in the mind of an audience. Early in my career, which coincided with the early days of NPR, we like to talk about radio as the theater of the mind. Has your collaboration on this production reinforced the possibilities or the glories of theater of the mind? Absolutely. I mean, This process is very unusual in that we rehearsed uh, over Zoom, which was imperfect, but functional. Um, And I'm in Vancouver and Ben was in Denver and the company was in Atlanta. And yet I could turn my screen off on my computer and close my eyes in rehearsal with my headphones in and not only be transported, but but go on this imaginative, associative ride. And my, my dreams changed at nighttime. My relationship to sound in the world changed as I walked around. But especially in this moment, I think what I'm mo- most grateful for discovering is 
how much my mind can do in terms of creating destinations and fantastical ones. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can give audiences an experience of that as well, that we can create so much in our imaginations, even as adults in the way that kids do all the time. Yeah, it's, it's so thrilling to think that each night there'll be hundreds of co-collaborators because so much of that imaginative work will be being done by each person. How so? Um, just because I think with the, the world of listening, there is, there's so much internal imaginative work that is going to be done. Everyone, I mean, I think that theatre is always about suggesting uh, rather than showing everything. Um, but uh, the, when we're working with such a sonic experience, everyone's going to have their own, their very own universe that they'll be inhabiting. Ben Coleman is co-adapter and sound designer, along with Leora Morris, director and co-adapter for the Alliance Theatre's production of A Christmas Carol. WABE and ATLPBA will broadcast A Christmas Carol December 23rd at 9 p.m. More information specifically about how to listen, watch, and stream will be on our website, wabe.org slash citylights. If you want to show your support for City Lights, this hour is the time to do it. We're in our year-end fundraising drive, and today is the last day. You are a WABE listener, but are you a member? Make that happen with a donation now at 678-553-9090 or go to wabe.org slash donate. I'm Lois Reitzes, glad to be here with you and our director of radio and television, John Haas, welcome. Hey Lois, and right now in this hour on the last day of the member drive, we have a special incentive for you. When you give the WABE right now, your name will be entered into a drawing to win a $1,000 digital gift card to Airbnb, $1,000. You can use it anywhere for any vacation and this Airbnb gift card never expires. We're asking you to give because you appreciate and value WABE. Please become a sustained member today at $10 a month by visiting wabe.org slash donate. Or just pick up the phone and call 678-553-9090. My name is Ashley Jones, and I am from Woodstock, Georgia. I donate to something that I truly enjoy listening to. Um, it adds to my day. It adds value. There's a lot of things about NPR, just WABE in general, that I can really relate to. Um, I think they're, it's a good station to be able to get a balance outlook on what's happening in the community and just around the world in general. Ashley from Woodstock, thank you. She said WABE adds value. That's why you're here, right? Because you listen, because you appreciate us, because you value WABE. Please support it. It's essential. We're relying on you. In fact, 84% of all of our funding comes from Greater Atlanta. That's listeners like you. 
please help us out now with a donation. How about $10 a month? You can do so at wabe.org slash donate. Become a sustaining member right now on this final day of our year-end fundraising drive. Call 678-553-9090 or go to wabe.org slash donate. During this holiday season, it's all about giving back. Many of our members tell us how much they personally benefit from WABE's news and information, but equally important, they realize their donation helps to ensure that everybody in the community has access to our accurate and unbiased content. Not everybody can afford to pay for it, but everybody should have access to it. So think about the value WABE delivers to your friends and family and city as a whole. Then invest in WABE. The process takes just a few minutes of your time, and you're doing something good for the entire community. Please donate online at wabe.org or call 678-553-9090 and give as generously as you can. Thanks. When you support WABE as a sustainer with a monthly gift of $10 a month, we'll say thank you with a pair of our brand new limited edition WABE Forever I Love Atlanta socks. We're offering the same high quality custom socks you love with a fresh look designed by Atlanta artist India Nabarro. The socks feature her hand-drawn illustrations of some of ATL's best-known landmarks. They're a fun way to show your love of Atlanta while standing in support of WABE. Please make your year-end gift at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. Thank you. We'll sock it to you. And don't forget about our special incentive this hour. If you give to WABE right now, your name will be entered into a drawing to win a $1,000 digital gift card, a $1,000 digital gift card to Airbnb. You only have a few more minutes to support City Lights because this is the last day of our year-end member drive. Please become a new member right now with a gift of $10 a month. Just go to wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. Thanks very much. Brian Jordan Jr. plays a hilarious character. Maurice Webb on Tyler Perry's series, Sisters. He's also a classically trained singer and dancer with an interest in fashion. Brian Jordan Jr. is with us now via Zoom. Welcome to City Lights. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Sisters was the first primetime scripted series to be entirely filmed during the pandemic and then aired. Brian, what was it like for you as an actor filming during the pandemic? It was um, exhilarating, to say the least. It was a scary a bit. It was exciting. It was new. Novel, you know, that's a word that we hear so much when we speak of the pandemic um, here in the United States. We were very well taken care of, I must say, and there were so many 
different methods of protocol and, and safety that were put in place to make sure that we were um, taken care of. And so I was a bit um, nervous initially, but once I got there, I felt like, honestly, I was in the safest place in the world because we knew that we were being tested every other day and that everyone was being tested and that, you know, and we would know if people were not testing negative because they would be asked to leave. And it just felt safe to know that it was a COVID free oasis. You couldn't leave and no one can get in once we did the loading, so. Yeah, you said oasis. I'm thinking of that bubble like the athletes were in. What can you tell us about camp quarantine at Tyler Perry Studios? You know, what I always like to say, this a little friendly competition, we were the first bubble. Aha. I believe that. <laughs> I believe that the NBA actually stole our idea. No, I'm joking. But we inaugurated the bubble at Tyler Perry Studios, and it was something that was very, very well thought out. And he worked with the medical team at Emory Hospital to make sure that things were safe. But he also was very adamant and vehement about making the area comfortable. There were amazing five-star accommodations for our living quarters. And the food was great. There was so much food. It was too much food for actors, you know, but there were restaurants on site and there was a hospital on site and a grocery store on everything that one would have inside of a small city was there in the, in the bubble. And so it was great. It was really, really great. And I believe that in order to be able to be away from your families for that amount of time in the during, you know, in the middle of a pandemic. We filmed in July. I guess the understanding of what it was and the developments weren't as um, clear as they are today. And so in that time, we were just watching the numbers fluctuate, the deaths fluctuate, you know, and it was difficult to be away from family and to be, you know, concentrating on 22 episodes of hour long TV in 14 days in, you know, so it was difficult to balance the two. But what I will say is inside of the bubble, it was so comfortable. It was so accommodating that it really, really helped. Oh, my. Tyler Perry is famous for filming movies and TV shows in a very quick time frame. But did you say 22 episodes in 14 days? Yes. And to be honest, the lowest it four of those days we spent quarantining so we really did it in 10 days oh my um, goodness 10 days and we averaged maybe 130 pages a day and that's not a that's a guesstimation but it was it was around that number and, and you know usually on on our long dramas we may people may get eight pages done and that's a good day but we did 130 pages how did you pull that off? Is everything memorized? I would think it has to be. Yes, it is. You know, I think that I did not believe that this would be possible until I did it. It's one of those. <laughs> it's one of those things. I, you know, when I um, auditioned for the show, and I was offered my contract, it gave dates, and the dates that it gave was like, you know, this was season one. So I think that the, maybe the dates were, were four weeks. And I thought that initially I was asking my agent, like, is this the time period? Like, will we start in this time period? I'm used to filming things for months, you know, when it's several episodes. And she's like, no, it's, <laughs> this is how long it will take to shoot the episodes. And so Tyler has developed a, um, 
very specific shooting style and it requires the actors to be very prepared. And for me, um, I come from a heavy, heavy training ground of theater. And so knowing, you know, full scripts and full monologues and several pages of lines initially, you know, and not having a chance to do another take is something that I, is my nature. And so I believe that it helped me when it, when it came to, you know, memorization, but it's a lot of pages. I mean, 22 episodes of hour-long television is about 1,500 pages. So it's a lot of pages to know. Yeah, but <laughs> what you're saying just goes back to the idea that there is no better training for actors than beginning in theater. Absolutely. And I will argue that point until I'm not here anymore. <laughs> well, I hope that won't be for a very long time to come. Very, I'll live to be 150, There I'm you sure. go. <laughs> for those unfamiliar with this show, how would you describe Sisters? Oh, my goodness. I believe that Sisters is a new, vivid look at Black millennial life when it comes to up and coming young black men and women in Atlanta. Um, you, there are so many different aspects and uh, socioeconomic parallels and things that are happening today with the cast of Sisters is so many different type of black women. The show is about four black women and it surrounds their lives. And so, you know, the people who are part of their lives become a part of the story too. And it's such a broad spectrum of Black millennial life, which I think is something that's needed on television. It is a drama D, which means that it, you you get as close to full spectrum of life as one can get, especially in these times that we're currently living in. But Sisters is a, I think that it is something that is uh, exciting and full of surprises and activity. It's very involved. Sisters is very involved. Well, your character, Maurice Webb, is hilarious. You play this unapologetic gay banker on the show. Would you describe Maurice's relationship with the four main female characters? 100%. I believe that, you know, oftentimes, especially in um, Atlanta, which has, you know, uh, deemed itself and also proven to the nation how progressive it is, especially when it comes to the LGBTQIA community. It's necessary to show Black gay men if you're, ha if you're having a show in Atlanta. And I believe that Maurice is a representative of that in all of the ladies' life. He is the one that will, I mean, fashion-wise, Maurice is going to be able to tell you what to do and what not to do, hair and and relationships and everything. He has an opinion about everything, but also, you know, um, Tyler Perry writes about real and, you know, very, very extreme dramas when it comes to Black women's lives. And I believe that he is a voice that we haven't seen much um, in cinema, in television. And so when you have those aspects of, you know, the perils that are so hard for African-American women to deal with in America, Maurice is the comedic rainbow, for the lack of better words, at the end of the storm. It's so many storms that, you know, Black women have. And so Maurice is always there for a laugh, even in the mess, even in the sadness, Maurice will be able to make you laugh. And he, he, he really is a, a person who comes from love. He's a light. I believe that he's a light. 
actor Brian Jordan Jr. plays the character of Maurice Webb on the Tyler Perry show Sisters. We'll be back with more of that conversation after a short break. You are listening to member-supported WABE Atlanta. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly, and Richmond Graduate University can equip you with everything you need as a licensed professional counselor while integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmont.edu. That's R-I-C-H-M-O-N-T dot E-D-U. You love free, and at Ameris Bank, so do we. That's why we're proud to offer worry-free, hassle-free Ameris Bank free checking. Manage your money your way with convenient access to digital, mobile, and telephone banking, all with no monthly service fee or minimum balance requirements. At Ameris Bank, we're with you. For more information or to open an account, visit our local bankers in person or online at amerisbank.com slash free checking. Other fees such as overdraft fees may apply. Ameris Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here we are on the final day of the year-end member drive for WABE. It's a very important time for us because we rely on listener donations to bring you programs like City Lights. And because this is the final day, we need you to chip in right now. Please do your part at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090-678-553-9090. I'm Lois Reitzes, joined on this final day of fundraising. Can you tell we're excited? We're joined by our director of radio and television, John Hobbs. Hey, Lois. And we are excited because this has been an amazing drive. We've heard from so many of you across the Atlanta region, but I don't think we've actually heard directly from you. And I have a great reason for you to give to WABE right now. That's because you have a chance to win a $1,000 digital gift card to Airbnb. Everyone who donates today will be entered in the drawing and the Airbnb gift card never expires. So start dreaming about your next vacation. But first we need you to donate to WABE. Become a sustaining member today at $10 a month at wabe.org slash donate. Or pick up the phone and call 678-553-9090. I want to thank all the sustaining members who make WABE possible. Now it's your turn. Just go to wabe.org slash donate. My name is Kirsty Lubich Navraska, and I live in Decatur, Georgia. I decided to, again, give to WABE in 2020 because... When schools closed, it became really important to hear a familiar voice uh, every day. It, be, it was always a part of my before school routine. So it brought back some normalcy to my world and my, my small house. And it's honest. Thank you, Kirsty. Kirsty makes a great point, even though the pandemic has changed so much of our daily patterns radically for many of us. WABE remains an anchor in your life, a place to hear trusted, familiar voices. Show how much you appreciate our station and shows like City Lights 
with a gift right now at wabe.org slash donate. In a member drive like this, we ask for your donation, and we use that money to pay for great programs like Morning Edition, All Things Considered, our award-winning podcast, Barry Truce, and of course, City Lights with Lois Reitzes. Listener contributions make up WABE's largest source of funding. 84% comes from the Atlanta community. 84% of our funding comes from the Atlanta community, and your donation is part of that. On this final day of the member drive, we're counting on you to give as generously as you can. You rely on Lois. Now it's time to support Lois and City Lights and WABE. Become a sustaining member today with a gift of $10 a month at wabe.org slash donate. Or call us at 678-553-9090. Thank you. With your new sustainer donation of $15 a month, we'd like to offer you the WABE Pet Combo, featuring a pet tag and collapsible pet bowl for your dog or cat. The aluminum pet tag is red with an iHeart WABE logo. The collapsible pet bowl is red and features the WABE logo on the front. Choose this thank you gift as a new sustainer at $15 a month. Simply make your year-end gift now at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. Thanks. These are the final minutes of City Lights on the final day of our year-end member drive. So please give right now. Remember, everyone who donates right now will be entered into a drawing to win a $1,000 digital gift card to Airbnb. $10 a month makes you a WABE sustaining member. If you are in a position where you can donate more, we welcome that, please do. Make your first ever gift now at wabe.org slash donate or call 678 553-9090. Thanks very much and help make this year-end drive a grand finale. Let's return now to more of my conversation with the actor Brian Jordan Jr. He portrays Maurice Webb on Tyler Perry's BET show, Sisters. The second season was just released this fall, and a new episode will air tonight. Here, I asked Brian if he drew from his own life and experiences to create the character of Maurice. You know, that's a great question. To be honest with you, when I auditioned for the role, I did not feel that I would be able to draw from my own life because Maurice and I are so different. But one thing I believe in just in my training, I like to call myself a method actor, which is, sounds so cliche, but I believe that in order to make characters connect with real people, they have to be connected to real people. And in my experience of building characters, especially theatrically, I've always been able to draw from myself with Maurice, I felt like we shared things that all characters share with the actor, and that is the body and, you know, and, and the mind and the breath. But with Maurice, I had to really work hard to draw from people that I knew very well. 
and really, really spend time with people who I didn't know very well, but who had, you know, experienced the things that Maurice experienced. Maurice is a drag queen. And before doing the research that I did to develop Maurice, um, I didn't know what a drag queen would even do. I've learned so much through it. And so uh, there's so many people that I can, you know, say that I drew from, but I had a choir director. And I always speak about her because I was in, you know, I grew up in a Baptist church. My grandfather was a pastor. And this choir director is, is, a, is a lady, but she was so flamboyant. Her fashion was always flamboyant. And she had a flamboyant personality and she told it like it was. And when I had to audition for Maurice, it was very quick. Um, and I pulled from her because she was the person who I could hear in those lines. In building Maurice and having the time to develop him more and give him dimension, there are a lot of people that I pulled from. I pulled from the Southern, you know, jargon of my grandmother and, you know, the quick wit of Jennifer Lewis, who's one of my favorite actresses, and, you know, and, and so I pulled from Black women. I just believe that Black women are just the savior to the world. And so, and especially to me. And so when I was making, you know, the choices for Maurice and the physicality and just how he would live and breathe, I wanted to ground him in Black womanhood. Wow. Mm-hmm. What do you think about LGBTQ representation on primetime TV? Do you think it has improved? Oh, 100%. And I believe that there's a lot of a lot more room for it to improve, but I do believe that there's something to be said about a character like Maurice living on television and being able to be a star of a television show and not just, you know, a recurring auxiliary to a character. I believe that, you know, Uncle Clifford, there's a show called P Valley that was also, uh, you know, filmed in Atlanta and he is the star of that show and he is a LGBTQIA, you know, feminine presenting character. And I believe that it is beautiful to see. And even though that is not, you know, I am not that, I am so honored to be able to represent and be a part of making the change and helping people to be seen who haven't felt seen before. And I think that Maurice represents so many unseen things, LGBTQIA being the most important, but also larger um, black men on television in a role that is not about a larger black man. It's just a role that anyone could have played, but Maurice just happens to be larger, you know? And I think that that is also something that should be celebrated. And also I applaud BET, Viacom and Tyler Perry for making that decision. It just so happens to give me a job, which I'm happy about that too, but I am um, excited about the progression of all different types of diversity, especially LGBTQ. If, if we could just step back for a moment, what you've said has been very insightful, but when you said, I am not that, did you mean you are not gay? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought you meant, but I, I just wanted to be sure. Yeah, well, it's a role, and you draw from everything to inform a role. I'm intrigued with what you're saying about all size bodies being represented. We're so long overdue for that and especially when you think about my goodness the the number of eating disorders even deaths that were caused over people and largely women because they felt they had to conform to be a certain size i i read that your 
biggest hobby right now is fashion for plus-sized men. What can you tell us about how plus-sized men are accommodated in the fashion industry? You know, I, I wish that I could tell you how we were accommodated, but I don't believe that we are. There is not a atelier or higher end fashion brand that caters to larger men. Um, and we're starting to see it with, you know, the, you know, the more um, ready to wear lifestyle daily brands like Zara and ASOS, those online companies. But I am a person who has always been a lover of fashion and very passionate about it. In my opinion, I feel that even, even larger women get more of a and I, and, I, and I understand the buying power of women and I understand how, you know, in fashion, women really, really have a heavier margin when it comes to the purchasing. But I do feel that it, when, I, when it's time for me to go to the red carpet or time for me to be, you know, get things, it takes a lot of effort. And I have, you know, every other guy on the show, we're very close friends and every other guy on the show, you know, they're in great shape and it's no problem for them at all. And people are always like, Brian, you look so great. And they don't even understand what I have to go through. I style myself. Um, and it is probably the most challenging part about being, you know, in the public eye and being a, you know, a figure of influence um, because I'm on a television show. It is something that is very difficult. And so what I'm doing right now is developing pieces and things that I like and, you know, I have always had a dream of having my own fashion line, but I did not think that it would be catered to a certain genre of man, but that's what I'm focusing on first. I think that there needs to be something that is high quality, that feels great, that looks great on men of all sizes. And I'm not just talking about men who are big and tall because we got the big and tall, but I don't, I can't fit big and tall. Big and tall is too big for me. I'm in a place where I'm not big and tall. Like I can't wear that, but I also, barely can wear the regular sizes. So I just want things that are comfortable for men who are not huge, you know, like six, six, you know what I mean? But men who are also not 160 pounds. So I'm very passionate about developing um, a product that will serve every man. And allow you to feel elegant, stylish. Right. I, oh, I think this is just wonderful. How far along are you in creating your own clothing line? I'm really taking my time with it because I'm working on so many things, but I, I've had things designed for myself. I've developed a tuxedo and it's a tuxedo with shorts. I call it the short cedo. <laughs> <laughs> and I've developed this, um, it's like a silk satin set that looks like pajamas, but it's really like a suit, like the pants are very well tailored and you know, it, 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 it's something that like I have very large legs and, you know, but my waist isn't as large as my legs. And so, you know, a lot of football players, I played football, you know, a long time going up through high school and college. And we have a certain build that would and I still have that football build. And when it comes to like a lineman or a linebacker or, you know, someone who is larger, they always have to get their suits made. And, and so I want to be able to serve men like that, men like me who may have to like, like I buy suits all the time and I have to buy a large size to get it taken in to where it can also fit my shoulders and my arms and my waist and my chest. Like it's so many different things. And I just want things to be able to cater to men without them spending thousands of dollars just to wear a suit. 
I think that you are truly multi-talented. That term is thrown around, but clearly with your talent as an actor, your singing and dancing, and a visual artistry required, <laughs> an eye for fashion, I bet this will go far. Oh, thank you. I hope so. I, you know, I am powered by really meeting Debbie Allen. I, and I would be remiss not to say um, I, I trained at, a, at the beginning of my career with Debbie Allen. She found me in a place where I didn't really understand much. And she is such a vivid illustration of multi-hyphen. She is everything. And so I just dreamed to be like her. And what I like to call myself is an artist of all forms. I, I love art, culinary art, visual art, um, fashion, and and the art of, I, I mean, I love even karate, like all of the art, martial arts, I, and of course the performing arts. They're all a part of me. And I hope to, when I'm finished, be able to be a representation of no limits when it comes to the things that you're passionate about. Well, clearly that passion comes through just in conversation. I have so enjoyed this. Brian Jordan Jr., I wish you continued success and thank you for talking with us. Well, you don't understand um, how great that feels to hear this voice, this familiar <laughs> voice say that to me. That really touches my heart. And thank you so much, Lois, for having me. Actor Brian Jordan Jr. portrays Maurice Webb on Tyler Perry's show, Sisters. A new episode will be released tonight on BET. That's at 9 p.m. More information will be on our website, wade.org slash citylights. You've been listening to City Lights, our daily exploration of Atlanta arts and culture. Tomorrow at 11 a.m., we'll hear from actor Terry Burrell. She appears in a clever, delight-filled musical video, A Very Terry Christmas, directed by Susan Booth. Our producers are Summer Evans and Ryan McFadden. Kevin Rinker is our engineer. And I'm Lois Reitzes. I would so love it if you would follow me on Twitter at L-O-I-S-R-E-I-T-Z-E-S. Thanks for listening to member-supported 90.1. W-A-B-E, Atlanta's choice for NPR. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. The world is full of mysteries. Are ghosts real? Is that yogurt expired? Hey, the unknown can be scary. But when you donate to WABE, you know where your money is going. 
Your gift supports the journalism that keeps you informed and the programs that pull back the curtain on complicated stories. Help us make the world less mysterious. Become a member now. Go online to wabe.org slash donate. And thanks.